0: Hey, this is Shamina. This is the two quick things podcast. I'm going to talk today about things that require no talent. So that's going to sound weird. And I don't even have an exact number of how many I'm going to go through, but here we go. Things that require no talent, being on time. That should be a real simple one. But for some reason, there's some people that just don't seem to have the desire to be on time. Now, don't get me wrong, there are things that are required, uh, are required of us when it comes to being on time. That's usually planning uh, for your own like transportation or your own method of getting somewhere or starting, on, starting a call at a certain time. That also means like we have to pre-think through the things that come before. So when I think of being on time, being on time to work, you ever work with somebody who is habitually late And you're like, we start at the same time every day, but yet you show up whenever you feel like it. And then it's annoying because you're like, I wonder when Chad is gonna show up this next time. Hmm, I have no idea. Even though we're all supposed to start at the same time, roughly. Um, And this is the same thing for meetings. You know that the meeting is happening. And if not, I need you to be a little bit more in tune with what your calendar says and plan. So if you need to plan five minutes of travel time, if you need to plan that um, you need to end this last thing a few minutes early because you know this person talks too much, it takes no talent to do that. It takes maybe three extra minutes of thought. And it doesn't even have to be focused thought. But being on time requires no talent. Um, Let's see. Work ethic. There were, you can easily outwork somebody. Um, You may not be able to outsmart them. You may not be able to out hustle them, but you may be able to very easily outwork somebody who wants it more. So, your work ethic, like, are you in it for the long haul? And that doesn't mean putting in 500 hours to somebody's like 300, but it means are you working smarter? Are you thinking through things and how to create efficiencies in your work? It doesn't require talent. It requires you paying attention to what you're doing and then utilizing the time that you have wisely. So being smart about your time. Things that require n- no talent. Apparently, I'm going to go quickly on this episode. Uh, body language. You ever see somebody who has like resting bitch face and they're like, I can't control my face. And I'm like, you, you kind of can. Um, you can also control your demeanor. And uh, maybe control or be mindful of your demeanor if you're crossing your arms, if you are, if you have a pen in your mouth, if you always look distant. There's some things that we have control over and certainly they take effort to be able to um, uh, shift or uh, be thoughtful with. But body language, you are typically in control of what your body does and do- does not do. And it takes a mindfulness of us paying attention to that and to determine what kind of message we want to send. Because sometimes our body language is sending messages that we don't, we don't intend to. Um, but as one of my former students used to say, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. So that's that on that. Let's see other things that require no talent. Openly communicating. That doesn't mean that it's going to be easy. But it doesn't require any specific level of talent to openly communicate and to use your words because words mean things. Um, I think that's one of those things that people are like, well, I don't know how to say this and I'm not quite sure. Fumble through it. When you put those things out there, those questions, and you're proactive in your communication, the only thing that can do, that typically can do is to help you. Um, So... That's the to piggyback a little bit off of the the nonverbal piece, but that's another way of openly communicating is with your nonverbals and with your verbals. Positive body language um, helps you to appear more approachable if that's what you want. But it also like depending on your body language, it might say "get the hell away from me," and that's okay, an okay thing to do if that's what you are meaning to communicate to somebody. Um, let's see, knowing your resources takes no talent. The internet, the World Wide Web is out there, and there's so much information that's easy to get to that's right at literally right at your fingertips. Like if you scroll or your stylus pen, it's at the end of that, knowing what the resources are. If you work for an organization or a company or a school or whatever, chances are if you sift through, Old documents, or your website, or your share drive, or your hard drive, or your cloud, you're going to find the things that are going to be helpful and useful for you in your job. That's that's that damn near is like one of the easiest things. That there are things that are out there that are created for you to use, and you're over here racking your brain because you don't know who to talk to about what because you haven't been paying attention to the things that are in your in front of you, the people that are around you, because sometimes. I would say oftentimes people are our best resources, but for whatever reason, we don't want to like exercise that resource because we don't want to make it seem like we need something or that we can't find something on your own. But again, work smarter. There's a, um, there is, um, I'm trying to think of what this thing that my students said, used to say, but I can't. If I think of it, I'll, I'll say it again. Um, other things that take no talent. Um Staying hungry. Uh, wanting something, <clears throat> excuse me. I know it sounds cliche that you know you gotta stay hungry, you gotta stay wanting something, but if you're constantly moving. People are going to and constantly looking for information or knowledge. People are going to be drawn to that, and not like you're looking for things because you are dumb. Because sometimes that just is. Sometimes people are just not smart; they're dumb. Um, but if you stay hungry and you're always trying to get that extra experience and go for things, it's going to make you look hungry and make people want to like involve you in things that maybe they hadn't thought about about f- involving you with before. So staying hungry takes no talent. Being organized. Also, takes no talent. There's some people that are like master organizers, but this is one of those underrated traits where if you have it and you are working to be organized and can find things and label documents and files in a manner that if you weren't at the organization or at the the place uh, that you work one day, somebody could look through like your share folder or your box account or cloud account and they can find those things, you are going to be... Invaluably helpful, because that means that you have set up a system that can exist beyond you. And I think that's one of those underrated things that we like. We sometimes hoard information or we hoard um, a process or a practice because we want it to be all ours. But really, part of organization is setting up the next person to be able to come in and do your job seamlessly so that when you leave, you are setting the next person up for success. You're setting your organization up for success. And it's more likely, even if you were like a butthole the whole time that you worked there, that people are going to think of you fondly because, not always, but when they do, it's because you left the next person or the next like group that's working with that with some tools and practice and some things to move forward with rather than starting from ground, ground zero. And I'm not saying that I have always done that um, for either intentional or unintentional reasons, but I know the times where I have, it's been so much better because people don't reach out to me after I leave for work things. Does that make sense? Because I've laid out the things that they need. I've attached those files to this thing or organized things in a cloud account so people can access it and try to use user-friendly terms in order to make it easier for the next person. Let's see. Things that take no talent. Collaborating with other people. it Most people, let me rephrase that. Lots of people don't mind doing things with other people and having a thought partner. Um, and I, that's a term that I've started to use a little bit more, having a thought partner, because... I don't necessarily need you to do anything besides sit and like we noodle something back and forth. I'm not saying that I need to schedule like a 30 minute meeting. I did that just the other day and I was like, hey, can I get you to be a thought partner on this with me for the next like 10 minutes? As I say this out loud and like poke holes in this for me, please. And it was, it's easy. It's low commitment. It's plain. It's simple. But that shows that I know how to focus on teamwork, that I know how to build upon ideas um, and what we all know now is a day and age where people are like, nothing's really original, but if we can like bounce back and forth on ideas with, and collaborate with each other, whatever product is coming from that is just going to grow and get better. And when we do that, that gives permission for other people to do that with us um, because they think like, oh, like first of all, saying thought partner sounds kind of cool, whatever. But it's like, oh, I don't have to be in this by myself. And I know I've really appreciated that in any place that I've worked with worked at of uh, being able to figure out ways to collaborate and it doesn't mean that we split the work 50/50 or that I need you to do anything with me aside from have a conversation so uh, there's that let's see things that require no talent um, accepting constructive criticism now let's just be clear sometimes it takes talent to be able to accept this stuff so that I wouldn't say that this one is fully there. Um, and I'm pulling from like seven different lists. So I'm just kind of bopping around on my computer. Um, I think there is a skill set that comes with being able to receive and accept. We'll see that. I don't know if there's a difference between receiving and accepting it. Like I can, sometimes people can hear it, but they can't accept it because they're like, this is not me. Um, so while it doesn't take any real talent that someone's going to teach you, I think this is one of those things that over time you get better at, but I, it doesn't really, at the end of the day, it doesn't take much talent at all to be quite honest, um, to be able to receive and accept critical feedback. Now, whether or not you're gonna do anything with it is a whole nother story. So I guess that's another piece to to think about when you're you're thinking about things that require no talent. All right, so those are the things I had. Let me see if I have any more. Um, Another thing, I, maybe I'll leave you with this point. point, um, two points actually, being prepared. Um, so showing up to things, having done your research, or even giving the illusion that you've done your research and enough to be able to talk about a topic or a situation or bring something to the table. And it doesn't have to be deep. It just has to be thoughtful. It needs to be thoughtful. It looks like you spent time aside from the like one minute it took you to walk into a space to be prepared. And part of that, if you think back to what I said a few minutes ago about the organization piece, when you are organized, it's more likely that you're going to be prepared because you likely have seen whatever document process or system more than once because you've organized it and put it in a way that you can then speak to it the next time that you're in a conversation or in a meeting. And I would say this other thing that I don't know that it requires talent, but it is a skill. Um, being coachable. So you ever met somebody who's like, basically they know it all and they have it all together already? Um, yeah, I've never met that person either. Yes, I have. Um, but I think being coachable means that you are open to hearing what people have to say. You, you go out and seek that information of ways to improve or talk to somebody about I did this the other day, and we were talking about um a decision that she had made, and I said, "Can you talk me through the steps of making that decision because I'm not sure if I would be able to come to that same decision point, so I'm interested in like from a development standpoint from my my own mental development, how did you get to that, and what what does this mean for the organization if you were to no longer be in that role that you're in?" what does it mean for the organization after that? Because I'm, I'm interested, I'm, I'm thirsty, like help me to figure that out. And then how would you, and I asked her, how would you respond if someone doesn't choose that same path that you chose? Like what does that look like for the organization and how do you as a manager respond to that? So um, some of that was like, I'm, I'm going out to seek my own coaching and my own learning, um, but I'm also thirsty for knowledge to see like how different people make decisions and go about the work that they're doing. So yeah. So there's lots of things out there that don't require talent. And oftentimes I think we may stifle ourselves into getting the certificate or getting the degree. Sometimes it's the degree. Sometimes it's doing the, the class and investing all this money in this. And really, it could be simple things. It could be like being on time. People pay attention and they notice when you're not on time. So there's that. Um, knowing your resources, they're at your fingertips, use them. Uh, sometimes the, the communicating openly, using your brave and strong, knowing what positive body language looks like, when to use it, when to not use it. Um, yeah, being organized is so easy and it usually takes so little time. So hopefully you were able to get something out of this episode that you were, um, are going to find helpful and useful and you can think, remind yourself that you have things, um, that you bring that don't require necessarily any talent. So, uh, I do have one, I guess one podcast recommendation and two, but it's two episodes. It is the the daily podcast by the New York times. Um, shout out to Teresa for getting me on this specific episode. I, I tend to listen intermittently, like depends on what the, if they've caught me with the title, but this one was the last two, uh, from last or Two episodes from last week were Keeping Harvey Weinstein's Secrets, Part 1, Lisa Bloom, and then Keeping Harvey Weinstein's Secrets, Part 2, Gloria Allred. First of all, this um, if you're not familiar with the Harvey Weinstein stuff, and there was a lot of stuff around sexual assault, sexual harassment, um, etc. But the way that these women caped and covered for him in their own way and how <clears throat> and similarly how they still have careers to this day is baffling to me I don't understand but I really encourage you to take a listen the episodes are super short I think they're both like 20 minutes or less so but I I'm just shocked and appalled but there's something really obvious that I'm not shocked and appalled as at and I'm hoping to talk about that next episode um Yeah, because I've already got notes for it, but I realized my notes were getting super long. And I wanted to add a little bit more like oomph to them. So check out The Daily. It's episodes. They're entitled Keeping Harvey Harvey Weinstein's Secrets, Part 1 and Part 2. And that's all I've got for today. Thanks for listening. Please find me on social media. I'm on Instagram and Facebook Um, under two quick things. If you're listening to the show, you know where to find it. Please rate and review on Apple Podcasts if you want. I'm on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcasts. Obviously, as I keep saying, if you're listening, you know where to find me. All right. Let me know if you got questions. Bye.